0: Yep. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Eastern Current. We've actually tried to record this podcast three times, but I'm having so much internet trouble uh, here in the Middle Sound area in Wilmington um, that I had Zane come over to the house. He's been nice enough. I've wasted about two evenings of his life so far trying to get the stupid podcast recorded for y'all, but uh, we had to do it because it's just a really cool topic, um, something that Zane's really good at, something that I would love to get better at. Um, and it's just a really great opportunity for some consistent fishing from now on through until the spring, really, oh, yeah. um, on a lot of redfish, to- uh, tog, or blackfish, and, uh, and sheep's head and with some other stuff mixed in as well. Black drum. Black drum, yeah. Not sure. sure. Um, and so it's just, we, we want to share that with y'all. Definitely, uh, Zane's a great guy to get out on the water with. All his information is going to be here um, on the show notes for the podcast and the YouTube video. Um, and if you're watching, you already see his Instagram here, which is Falling Tide underscore Fishing. Um, but before we get into the podcast, go check out our Facebook group. It's Eastern Current Fishing, um, and that is just a great place to connect with other listeners, with other fishermen, and ask questions, share your pictures of your fish that you've caught. Um, and there's even some pretty there's some top secret fishing spots traded around in there. I see every once so in a while. So? I'm just kidding. Um, no, there's not. There's not. But. um but yes and then also go check out our Patreon page we put extra content on there um, uh, every once in a while for people that, that do really want to help support the podcast um, we do thank you all for that and uh, that's enough of the pre-show stuff but we'll get into uh, into this podcast so um, first off I, I already know it really well now because this is yeah, the we time practiced. we've done this <laughs> sure, we but kind of give me your backstory. like how did you get into fishing um, and how has it kind of brought you to where you are now
1: So basically just grew up from a young age, um, fishing around with my grandpa, um, parents, um, farm ponds and small creeks and rivers around the house. Um, kind of turned into a, going out on solo missions by myself by the age of 12 and, uh, riding four wheelers around the woods, dangerous distances (laughs) for a 12 year old and trying to follow the white bass and striped bass up the Dan river. Yeah. Um, and then from there, uh, just fished all through high school and, and ended up joining the army, um, when I was 19 and, uh, kind of carried my fishing habit through them for a yeah, little bit. Sure. And they supported it for six years. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> It's I, nice to have someone else supporting it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll pay us. You just got to show up to work every now and again, yeah. and then you can kind of shoot out and, and do whatever. Um, I fell in love with uh, saltwater fishing in Georgia. Um, that's me. Um, We're popular, you guys. You might hear a lot yeah, of... Uh... a lot of dings, <laughs> a lot of buzzes. Um, fell, fell in love with saltwater fishing um, in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, knew that from then on, I was going to figure out a way to eventually do it um, yeah. for, for a living. Um, had a uh, parachute accident in 2015 that abruptly ended the military career and I was at a, kind of at a, at a loss and stuck trying to figure out what to do now. I planned on doing that, um, for, for a little while longer, I, I suppose. And, um, kind of fell into this, you know, fell into the coast and, and getting after it and, and now I'm, you know, doing it for a living. So that's
0: awesome, man. That's cool. You know, you get some guides that are like, Butt hurt when there's another guide or there's new guides around not that you're a new guide or i'm a new guy but i'm just saying I, I, I the way i look at it is if people want to be fishing guides oh, yeah. they you should freaking do it it's the best job in anyway. the world there,
1: and i couldn't imagine like you know you think about doing other things like what else would i do like maybe make something in the industry but right, not it wouldn't it, it always comes back to so i can fish more exactly so I well exactly <laughs> just man. Do and it.
0: I, I want everyone out there that thinks they want to be a fishing guy to at least try it. Cause I think it's the best job in the entire world and life's too short to sit there and like, you know, do something else so that hopefully you can fish more one day. You yeah, know? for sure. Uh, and don't get us wrong. If you don't get to necessarily fish more when you're a fishing guy, you just got to oh, be out there. Why? Yeah. I, um,
1: I went out the other day and, and caught a few trout and a buddy on the boat, had a, had a friend with me. Yeah. And it was the day I saw you out there in the, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, in the secret spot anyway. Um, so, uh, he he was chomping back. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I haven't I haven't eaten. I've probably cleaned what you know, definitely well over a hundred, two hundred trout this year, and haven't eaten one yet. And I was like, let me, <laughs> let me take some of that home, man. Definitely, so, yeah, for
0: sure. That's that's funny, man. Yeah, I I uh I haven't eaten. I don't know if I've eaten. No, I did eat trout one night this this year. Yeah, before.
1: I got some. I got some in the fridge right now. I man. feel so
0: bad for those suckers, man. When I when I when I catch them, when I'm not on a guide trip. You're I'm like, like right, I'm gonna let some go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, but, yeah, well, sweet well, that's a cool backstory man and and that's fun, man. I think uh, being a kid and getting to explore and, and if every kid had the childhood sounds like you had them world might be a better place with people
1: maybe more into fishing than other stuff for so. sure man i I don't know if I would like think about it. I don't know if I don't have any kids, but when I do, I don't know if I'm gonna let <laughs> just, it's a different place just, nowadays. yeah just thinking about just burning out of there at six o'clock in the morning and not coming back till like the next day is pretty. Sketchy. We had like it was like three of buddies of mine who yeah. had four wheelers that were in riding distance of, of the Dan River and uh, sometime around you know March time frame the striper yeah start um, which as a story for another day they actually I think it was local guys from here um, ended up wipe almost white gill net illegal gillnetting in freshwater yeah um, on the North Carolina side of that um, wow so they were. By the time I was in the military, those fish were gone. Um, mm-hmm. So now there's some smaller fish stock. Those guys actually wound up going to going to prison. Man, that was a big big thing. Um, yeah. And uh, you know now now they're starting to come back. Brookdale had a had a big you know striper run. From what I can have heard from some older guys in that area, and just from what I remember as a kid, I mean that that fresh you know inland run up the, up the. Yeah. Um, Dan River and Stanton River um, definitely not on the same scale as Weldon but similar fishing for them similar ways in the rocks and stuff mm-hmm. um, but yeah it was it was a tough thing they're coming back though. luckily yeah. I went up there this year my uh did a little fishing with my stepdad, and we, we followed some around busting on little um uh, that's awesome peanut shad, which yeah. is just nut. I cast, love that. those little like cast master spoons, <laughs> dude. You can catch anything on them. They're perfect, them.
0: man. The spoon is like, why do we ever make any other lures? So we just need a spoon. Just complicating the spoon is they, all it is. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, that's sweet, man. It, it's it's sad. It seems like everywhere you go, there's a story of, of of a fishery that once was
1: that is no longer. So. It sucks. And you, and you know, those were like. You know, you talk about catching big stripes. Like, I'm going, I'm, I'm fishing in the Cape Fear here for, for striper this time of year and on, and you're talking about catching big fish where, like, right, it's right. not even the same. Like, no. you could catch, like, you, I mean, like, I have pictures of me just, like, holding lap close in my lap, lap fish, like yeah. it's, it's just, like, not the same. But <laughs> still fun. But.
0: I know. It's all relative, though, you know. It's all relative. I, I The Cape Fear used to be such a strong striper fishery, I've heard. Obviously, it was before our time, but... um that's crazy same with the duck hunting here apparently the duck hunting in downtown wilmington you know yeah. 50 60 years ago was absurd but we're getting way on this little rabbit hole here yeah. so we're going to get into what we're our main meat of this podcast here um which is going to be talking about near shore fishing um and fishing some of the near shore structure um, live bottom and ledges as well as is a uh, man-made structure for redfish sheep's head black drum tog kind of the, the the fish that you can catch, you know, crab eaters. Crab eaters. You're you're fishing crab and and you're targeting these these fish from now on through to the spring. Um, and, it, and sometimes very productive days. So.
1: Very productive, man.
0: Yeah. Um, we'll take us let's talk let's start off kind of with um, the areas that you like to look for these fish. not I'm not saying your spots, but like the the things that that these fish will hold on, and yeah, we' we'll drop
1: we'll drop the uh, locations on the patreon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, um, so basically, what you're looking for anytime you're targeting um, something that's gonna eat crabs, yeah. shrimp, something like that, barnacles is some somewhere that crabs, shrimp, and barnacles are gonna it's be a place to start. Good place <laughs> to start. So we're looking at um any type of hard bottom, yeah um, ledges. If you're marking dent like just hard density in in your down scan and you're marking life there, it's always a good good spot to try. Right. Um, large structures near shore. All the ARs hold these these fish throughout, starting now in, into early spring. You yeah. know, I feel like my best sheep's head fishing early spring is done near shore. Yeah. For sure. Um, you know you have different scenarios that hold the different fish. I like, if I'm going to go, if I say, like, I'm going to go target near shore redfish or black drum, I'm going to go for brown water. I'm going to go for something out out of the Cape Fear River, down south, near the shoals, um, even out in front of uh, Lockwood Follies. This is really, really good this time of year. Um, Locally, you for sure catch them. I was catching them the other day. I told you as many as you could possibly want. um, Slot redfish in deep water. Yeah. Yeah. and you know they'll they're once you get them those fish fired up anyway. I mean you can catch them on I'm I've jigged them on metal and yeah and um just swim baits on like an ounce yeah I jig can. head
0: that's a fun bite man.
1: Anything vertical though is just it's <laughs> yeah. fun to
0: set the hook straight up and down.
1: Yeah they you can lean into them. That's what I uh, I wait all year so I can just <laughs> murk into a couple um, for sure. Um, yeah man, just I think the the mo- Best thing I can say is, is learn to read read your electronics and trust your electronics. And, and um, you want to be marking life before you're fishing. Yeah. Um, and, and just stick to the hard structure if you're targeting these fish for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, let's talk about this. Too. I think this is kind of important because a lot of people... When it when it, when it you're talking to, when you're like explaining where to fish in a creek and stuff like that, it's like oh, it makes sense. Look for bends or the oyster bars or right. or creek mouths, or whatnot. What would you say for someone that doesn't have any spots, and maybe they've got all the spots that are. On your, you know, your grease charts and all that yeah. kind of stuff, but they want to kind of find some other stuff. Is there a productive way that you found? Like I, I've heard people say, when you're trolling for Spanish mackerel, have your down scan on and look for spots like that. Like, how have you acquired? <laughs> besides, you know, there's usually shared spots between people, but acquired new spots necessarily. Right. Um, so off the beach
1: tro- trolling's a good way to do it. Yeah. Um. If you're if you're just gonna do it this year, I would say. Um, like if you're doing it this time of year, traveling yeah. for Spanish might not be the most right, productive right. thing to do. Um, <clears throat> I would, I would say don't fish one spot too long, spe- especially if it's not productive. Yeah. Um, this time of year, you're going to be fishing these fish in large schools. Most of the time, uh, the sheep's head, the black drum, the tog are going to be not by themselves. Right. They're all going to be in, a, in an area together and it yeah. can be, <clears throat> especially on the larger, structures the the barges and tugs that are out there mm-hmm. um at the ARs I think a lot of a lot of folks don't really fathom how large of an area you're fishing on the bottom you know you're sitting maybe on the mid, middle of that structure well it says on the screen 105 foot barge if you're fishing the bow of that boat and not catching anything you know maybe if you're using an anchor let out a little right. anchor line right. um turn you know you can always turn your wheel and, and adjust a you know, bit. swing where you're at drop back on the um spot lock and and fish that whole area yeah um and, until you start getting the quality bites thank you yeah. how important do you feel like electronics are in, in this type of fishing it's video fishing. It can be video fishing. You can do it. I, I say this now because I I run a Simrad and I, I'm in the I'm all geeked out and zoom in Zoom. Are and you and. sitting there
0: fishing, looking like at your screen like this? Not not
1: as much. More so when I'm before I'm hitting that spotlight button. Like gotcha. I can gotten into and I think we have a um, common friend, Elias. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he's kind of been on my boat a couple times and kind of showed me a few things yeah. and just learning. Um, hit um, just from trial and error. I can. I can pretty much show you a redfish on the bottom or a black drum or, you know, I can't tell you that's a black drum, that's a redfish, but I can pick out the larger, the, the fish, fish that are targetable there. fish. And I can yeah. pick out the fish that are probably a school of sheep's head or probably a school of spade fish or what have you. I've gotten to the point where I can, that's penfish, Those are bigger fish. Yeah. That might be one or two bigger fish. Um, and I think that's, I think use the, the electronics you have to your, have at your disposal. Don't be discouraged if you don't have those nicer electronics or those big screens. Um, I was doing it on a, on a boat that had a $200 Garmin from 12 years ago. So I I mean, I was catching fish. I have pictures. A lot of the pictures I have up are on the older boat, on the old boat. So it's, I mean, I was doing it and that's just a, a lot more trial and error. Yeah. Um, but that kind of makes it, Keeps it interesting. Yeah, you know, for like,
0: sure. It takes some of the guessing out with the new electronics, but you can do it as yeah. long as you don't have the old, old school where it's just a couple of dots that <laughs> yeah, light up red, the green. The, yeah, the, then uh, you're probably yeah, good.
1: Yeah, the uh, uh, old. I can't, I can't even think of the old system where it's just like beep. Yeah,
0: i forget what that's called. But I couldn't do that. I would have to turn that thing off. um Do you see many? This is just a random question. Do you see many small gag grouper this time of year? Yeah. Or do you see uh, some quality on the, ledge, on the, on the ledges? ledges?
1: Every now and again, you'll catch a quality one on a hunk of blue crab. Yeah. Um, I think there's there's some times where I've been doing this type of fishing this time of year, and, and it's like, that's a big fish. Like you can see the big fish, or like two or three big fish, and you're like, I can't get on a bite. And those are probably grouper. If I would drop a, a bigger swim bait, or maybe a live pinfish fish or something though. down there, I could probably get those bites. There's a few times where you can see fish, especially on the um, on the Simrad man, cause you can see them moving under. You're like, what is? This? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 A, it can be frustrating. Are you running typically down scan or side scan or both
0: at the both. same time? Both. Gotcha. both. What do you feel like is is more of a game changer for that? Side scan. The side yeah. scan. That's being able to mean, see the relief. Yeah, being able to see it.
1: Like being able to like
0: drive around a ship
1: and be like, "Oh, look, there's the ship." And there's see the that, ship. Or yeah. there's clearly the ledge. More so is is like being able to like with the uh, jog feature on the um, Minn Kota with the with the puck. Yeah, being able to like mark that ledge and then and then go back and, like, put yourself on that ledge and yeah. then know exactly where that ledge continues. And and this is just not for this type of fishing, any type of near shore fishing. Being able to 100%, like, on this side of the boat, you're off the ledge. On this side of the boat, you're above the ledge. Yeah, yeah, thing. for sure. Um, if the current and... Just trends. taking those questions
0: out of there is, is what the electronics really help you do. For um, sure. But we'll get away from the electronics part because it can definitely be done without it. Um, well, let, let's, let's kind of get a little more... Well, actually, before we get species specific, what do you think it would be better to talk about how you like to rig and fish? Just generally fish for... fishing for it. Yeah, them, for let's sure. do that. Let's do that. So take us through your setup from like the,
1: your rod reel all the way to your, you know, your. So, so I'm, I'm normally running um, this time of year 15 to 20 pound braid. Okay. Um, and then I'm running that down to a 30 pound fluorocarbon leader i um, I've been using the Tsunami leader. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've used it. I, I have used the Tsunami. Yeah. I like Dude, it. It's awesome quality. Um saves you some freaking money too. <laughs> money. Yeah. So I'm running I'm running floor carbon leader. I wouldn't suggest running mono. You're fishing in structure. You want something that's going to have that abrasion resistance. Yeah. Um you know, you you can pick your brand. I picked the Tsunami just because it's 25% the price of yeah. a cigar or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Definitely. Um I'm running that straight down to a uh, to a first flight jig. Mm-hmm. Um, either the uh, bottom sweeper like version um, or the NC uh, treat. It's like a swing jig Have it on a pendulum. Um, and uh, some something like that, and I'm fishing crustacean only, so preferably you know fiddler crabs or the mud fiddler crabs the bigger tougher crabs mud crabs is i would say hands down the best bait you can use this time of year um when it comes to running trips it's a little more i'm not you know you can't go out there and dig mud crabs or flip rock for everybody um so the my alternative and it works well is uh it's going to be you know cut up blue crab
0: yeah yeah for sure that's one thing I've thought about. And I've tried on a couple trips to go catch mud
1: crabs. Four trips, it's just too much work. They're you can't really go. Easy. I mean, it's hard enough to get enough mud crabs for me, right? Um, to go out and take four people or three people out no. flipping rock is just not. You'd not, have to have a mud crab guy. You have to have. <laughs> you have to have a guy, man. Um, I have a. I have a little bit of a. a, a do you Have farmers. crabs? I have some crabs, man. <laughs> um, it's, it's a it's a growing problem. No, I have a I have like a couple totes that I keep some mud in, and yeah. if I go out and get a bunch of them, and then yeah, I feel like they um they eat they'll eat bread. Um, really? Yeah, they'll eat bread, and um I, I I'll toss like um every now and again like a small chunk of me. I, I try not to like <laughs> have a garbage disposal right there, right. just enough to keep them going. More so, just keeping enough mud I have found in the tote that they can make a hole. Oh, cool. it's kind of what made. They Sweet. don't like to be exposed. They like to, and then you just kind of spray that every now and again. Yeah, keeps them alive. But That's
0: awesome. How long have you been able to keep them alive like that?
1: Surprisingly long, man. Really? Like sometimes, I'll, especially in the colder months, like especially right now, if you can get, a, if you go out and. There's a few spots down the river that you can hop out and kind of find them. Not fully out of their hole, but you can look in there and, and, dig, and them dig them out. And um, it can go pretty quick. And if I go out and get, you know, sometimes you'll end up with a bucket full. And you're like, oh, I don't need this many. I'll put them in there. And then I'll go trout fishing or or, or whatever, looking for redfish schools for a week. And then you're like, what if those crabs are they're like, they're still kicking, man? They're really? Big. That's awesome. I think, it slows, I think that cold weather really it slows, slows the metabolism down. And, down. and um, they... They last pretty long. the The blue crabs will stay alive in in when it's cold like this in a cooler for five or six days. Really? Yeah, yeah man. that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I remember on one of the, either the first or second recording that we tried. Yeah. Um, you were talking about how important it is to to get live blue crabs instead of you at, know you're the dead ones at, at from the sea
1: view or whatever. Absolutely. So go into that a little bit. Absolutely, man. If you're gonna if you're gonna fish with blue crab, if you're gonna take the time to go out um and and do this style of fishing burn the time it takes to get out there and figure it out and, and get into the big numbers of right. fish like like we're talking about fresh bait is is key man if you if you go it's it's ten dollars for a dozen um mixed blue crab and i feel like a dozen will do you for and you person. can get the live ones at the at, at the at Sea View crab um Surf City crab, all wow. the, all the, they have live. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yep, you go in there and you... actually, I have bought live ones before. Yeah. I just forgot that they were li- live. Yeah, they're live. They'll come in man. a brown bag a lot of times. Yeah, they put it, They'll this brown bag, money man. <laughs> they, they, um, they they put them in there, and and I normally take. I, I leave them in that brown bag. Yeah, um, have a little bit of ice. I'll, they'll they'll give you some ice, man. Um, put it in a cooler and uh and then you're good to go you can spray a little water in there with your salt, raw yeah. raw water wash down if you'd like but normally you can um they're they're good to go I would say if you have a dead one a lot of times what I'll do but instead versus fishing it if it's that that meat turns really quickly if you have them die you know you, you shake the crab and the legs flop with no life you know if a, li- a live live blue crab will have they'll have tension in their legs yeah. um yeah, i'll just cut them up where i'm fishing toss them in as chum um and i guess that'll uh roll me into the next thing if, you, if you're going to be fishing in the colder water for these yeah. fish i chum heavily yeah um using blue crab oyster shrimp even if um you know when the water gets cool enough into february late january drops into that you know, frigid fifty degree water right. near shore. Um, you can you can as long as the the pinfish and the and the tiny five inch black sea yeah. bass and ringtails have moved out of that area, chumming can be the most that effective guy. way to, to target these Sweet. fish for sure. So, to explain your your process of chumming
0: because for a lot of people and for myself when you first explained that I was thinking, you know, ch- chum bag tied off to the stern of your
1: boat. But are you actually dropping that
0: chum bag down
1: to the so, bottom? So if I'm gonna Especially targeting the tog, which I I find hold on the ledges a lot more than you know. You'll you'll catch all four of these species fishing one spot for one hundred percent for sure. Um, you'll see that certain areas are going to hold different yeah, types yeah. of fish. I think the smaller rubble um structure holds much more black drum. You, okay. You'll catch the black drum on that like you know concrete rubble, right. concrete pipe, on all the all the near shore. Um, reefs pretty much have a little bit of concrete um, thrown out there. Um, Those are going to hold your redfish, black drum, something that likes to nose up in a rock and get, grab grab a whole crab or whatever. That's going to be your crab habitat. Um, If I'm fishing a ledge, especially if I can get, if I can find an area where there's a big long ledge and then there's going to be current moving down that ledge, which I think is what creates these scenarios anyway for these fish to stack up on them. I'll, uh, I'll pull up to a pretty central spot on that thing, maybe the biggest relief I can find, or whatever makes me feel happy for whatever reason. Right, right. right. I'll um, put the spot lock on. You know, I I try to make my little concoction at the boat ramp. But um, you can you actually um, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Jason. He uh, the first couple times that we were kind of chumming and figuring yeah. this thing out together, he's a, a guy um, um who kind of t- he taught me a lot about sheep's head fishing and and and, and all that. And he uses a minnow trap. He actually takes a minnow trap out there, and, and he'll we'll will crush it up and put it in there, and he'll drop the minnow a trap. Little
0: safeguard for your all your stuff. Yeah, and you <laughs>
1: know you get some pinfish in there too. if you <laughs> <weren't>. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, so uh, I personally use a. I have a big hardy chum bag, and yeah. I'll take it at the dock before I'm hopping on the boat, and I'll smack up oysters, some blue crabs that I've purchased for yeah. bait shrimp blend and you get a good little um probably good if you cooked it in honestly um (laughs) like like a soupy snotty like bag of like chunked up oyster and crabs and i'll throw a big hunk of lead in there and then what i'm doing is i'm lowering that all the way to the bottom okay and and um you'll uh you'll if if you'll know right away if that was the wrong decision because you'll get a huge cloud of pinfish underneath you and that's when it's time to go further out or, or I'm sorry, further in yeah, rather. Yeah, yeah. Um, this time of year, if you're getting the pinfish, you want to be, you want to be inside of the pinfish. It's like, a, it's a chess game you're playing where the schools of sheep's head are going to be somewhere here. The big clouds of, of pinfish, you know, the tolerable water temperature for those right, are going right. to be a little different than that larger, um, more hardy sheep's head. But I'll, um, <clears throat> I'll shake the chum bag. You know, give it a good blend and you'll see the, the stuff just getting carried out and drop it all the way to the bottom. And then I'll just kind of fish a little bit, but most of the time you're just waiting to see what that's going to bring in. And if you're watching the down um, down scan, you'll start to see the life congregate know, around, congregate around cool. where you're chumming. And um and then you know give her a go drop her drop some crab down and see what's down there. Well, what's the quickest you've like dropped to your trum bag? And
0: have you dropped down to your trum bag after a few minutes and just hooked a fish? Oh man,
1: it gets if there's if you're in an area that's holding like a bunch of crab eaters, like that's one thing. Especially a redfish, man. Like it, they're come, they're gonna come to that thing. Like when when I saw you the other day, we were I mean you're dropping it's it's were y'all jumping when i saw that n- no we he didn't went. i didn't bring that because it sounds did, like you didn't need it <laughs> yeah it had, it had been a little cold and um oh, i'm sorry a little warm the, and yeah. there's still for sure um ring doorbell <laughs> sorry You're good. you're good um it had been a little been a little warm the water temperature is still mm. very warm for this time of year yeah. And there's and there's still some trash fish around, so we did. We chose not to chum, it paid off. <laughs> but, um, the as far as the redfish goes, they're gonna find that crab man. And, and the other, you know, they're these fish are not necessarily starving, but they're this time of year it starts to get scarce. The the, the, the food that they're used to having, the big flush of shrimp, is pretty much over. Um, I would say the uh, the, the blue crabs are still around, but there's not many sheep's head and tall talk there is a few that can eat they smash a whole right, blue right. crab. but most of the time they're feeding on those little peelers and yeah um smaller smaller crabs for and, sure. and stuff like that so when you drop a big hunk of fresh blue crab it normally doesn't take long for them to yeah smell yeah. that thing out for sure definitely well
0: well let's talk about this like i think one of the big questions when near shore fishing is like when i'm when you're fishing in a creek for redfish or or whatnot what or fishing a dock or whatnot for sheep's head you know pretty quickly, like all right, I should move. I should stay here. Like, what keeps you in a spot, and what tells you,
1: all right, I need to go ahead and move. So, tr- so trash fish. If, yeah. If we, you'll, if you're, you'll know. You, you know, you'll know what a what a sheep's head hit feels like, and what I mean, you'll you'll figure it out. You're gonna get thumped if it's a good fish. And now you will. Don't don't get me wrong. If if you're not used to doing this yeah. type of fishing, you're gonna lose. Like you're going to for sure. I mean, I would say one in five. If you if you catch one in five sheep's head or, or tog that that bite your bait, you're doing really good, man. Yeah. Like they're 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 very teethy, um, bony mouths. The tog have really the only way you hook the tog well is by missing them and then catching that big rubber lip that they have. <laughs> yeah. um, is is pretty much it. So trash moves me, man, for sure. If I if I get there and and start, it'll when you're dropping those with that bait, you, if you're feeling. If you're feeling pecs and and, and, and little stuff on yeah. the way machine down, machine bites I'm on the yeah. way down, just like reel it up, take it for what it is. It, it can be tough too, man, because you know there's also, like, I'm not saying because there's pinfish there, there's, there's not, not sheep's head. Yeah. I mean, there's sheep's head inshore all summer, and there's pinfish inshore all summer, and there's they're so living together out there. They're living together, but it's 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 it's, it's not productive. It's, you're not you're not going to be able to fish that bait effectively while there's a thousand. It's essentially fish. you need to keep it down there long enough for a for that fish yeah, to find it for yeah. sure. And, and you'll know and you'll know. I mean, you'll, you once you once you figure yeah. it out, there's it can get silly, man. And and if you can get away from the trash, even if it means not even necessarily blast into another AR. Just yeah, what is from, a move? Like, yeah, is so, it 10, 15 feet? So, a or move it, can be with the trolling motor, and a move can be running 50, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's, um. I would say, I for sure, like, if I'm going to go out and fish um, a, a big structure, um, I'm going to fish that whole thing. Whether or not, like, if I drop down and I'm chumming there, and I get this madness of pinfish, well, for me, that tells me that, well, all the pinfish, they're on that giant structure now, where I was just chumming, if you pick up, and... Um, you know, move up, up the, up the reef. That's very true. Now you're like, you're golden. And and I've even talked about the guy I was talking about, uh, chumming with, or figuring that out together. Um, We've even talked about taking an anchor buoy and just tying our chum basket off, and then yeah. going away and fishing from <laughs> fishing that's, away from, awesome. which would be kind of counterproductive. I've done it. that with albacore. Really,
0: a handful of crushed up Cheez-Its and throw it out, and the birds start diving on it. <laughs> we did it up at Cape Lookout one time. We heard of, we heard it worked, and we just wanted to try it. And the and the, and and the boats came to the birds. No, no, no. Oh, the oh. boats went to the birds. <laughs> and we went to the albacore so it's, good, a, it's a fun trick too. yeah
1: that, that's i have to try that that's pretty funny that'd, was, be, that'd work good off out of the right there, there. it just, would just man it'd be great um uh, if you want to really get them going just buy one of those frozen hey, blocks pay, of, uh, pay some kid in a John boat to be out there <laughs> exactly. out, just man.
0: idling around throwing them out <laughs> the back of the boat oh man that's funny um well take me through how you like to fish these chicks and, and, right. and there's some different jigs here. How what what the difference is and how you rig them and how you fish them.
1: All right, so I guess we'll go through both over the different ones. Um, so this is going to be the swing jig or the NC treat jig that yeah. that Gene makes. Um, these are <clears throat> quality hooks, and, and can, you can pick those up locally, correct? Absolutely, yeah. all the local tackle shops carry them. You can reach out to Gene FirstFlightLures.com, yeah. or you can hit him up on Instagram, and he'll get them. He's pretty quick. I know he's with these. Um, he's having a hard time finding hooks and he's a stickler so he wants the right he wants way that he, yeah, he he's very he's very particular on how he makes it which make, is what makes him good yeah it yeah. makes him quality I never have failures with these things and you're put I mean most of the time I'm locking the drag down and you're not Definitely. having these pull out or yeah, that's um, a stout hook even that little little weight. I've caught with this exact, with the quarter ounce this hook I've caught 40 inch redfish wow. 100% so wow um, with these, the way I'm fishing them is, is the same. Um, Hmm. you're able to, the, the, the good thing about these jigs, man, is, is the fact that when, when it articulates like this, I think it helps me get it unsnagged. Um, you, you'll, you'll fish, you'll wear the, you'll wear these hooks dull before you lose this jig. Yeah. Most of the time. Um, basically vertical is the only way to fish these things effectively i feel when you're fishing for sheep's head tog, um anything that's gonna bite a bait and not just suck it in to the back of their throat like Mm -hmm. a redfish like redfish black drum like they're gonna eat they're just gonna right right right, they're gonna put put it back in the crushers and then it's up to you to set the hook but um when you're fishing these, I like to fish them straight up and down. And I what I tell my clients is to try to hold that jig on the bottom without it touching the bottom. So yeah. you're basically able to reel down to the water, hold that rod tip, you know, five or six inches above the top of the water, and just ease that jig down on the bottom, fill the knock on the bottom, and then which kind of hold it up to where you're able to feel any type of moving and, and and you will see like a lot of times especially fishing like that you'll see your jig just kind of swim away and that's when you know to kind of reel down feel the pressure and yeah lean yeah. into them for sure
0: Heck yeah that, that's sweet it's <clears throat> funny i think we talked about this on one of the podcasts now it's yeah, going to start, of the start fra- feeling like, one of the practice runs what, one have, of the we practice runs. what have we covered what we not yeah, I'm going to be like, what if we cover, what if we not? But sitting there, sheep's head fishing in shallower water, and you don't feel a bite sometimes. You just yeah. see
1: your line start swimming to the side. And Especially fishing and the the pilings, hook. man, because they're just naturally suspended on those piles right. anyway. So a lot of times when people are fishing um, inshore for sheep's head, a lot of people are fishing below the, where the sheep's head yeah. are. You know, you're fishing down. and They'll they'll see that crab or whatever you're fishing, ease down that pond, and They'll go down to get it. And most of the time, they're just going back to their – where they were were they're not really rising up they're just kind of going back to where they were chilling before and um yeah they'll they'll get you that way definitely the tog it's kind of like the the trademark bite of of a big tog for me anyway is seeing that line not necessarily move um horizontal but vertical you'll see like you'll you'll see you you'll just get some slack in your line out of nowhere and you'll reel down and have a fish you know what's uh tell me this what's your best that's become my new phrase on this
0: podcast yeah. tell me this i don't tell know why me, i, keep, I, hate when me I that, keep saying just the same tell thing, me I this man um but what's been your best what's your best day on talk what's the most talk you've caught in one day um
1: we've had to we've gotten to the point where we've just started throwing them back really um, yeah for sure there you can look and if you look back um i think so what was the duck hunt year um 2017 yeah when it froze and it was yeah really what good? was that year
0: Oh, does that mean good dog fishing if you get a big freeze? Yeah. It means dead trout, but go means catch the dead, dog. Yeah, yeah, So what, <laughs> That was
1: five years ago, four years ago? Was it that long ago? It might. I don't know, man. I don't know. Whenever there was dead tr- trout and shit downtown, yeah. um, it was silly. Like really? It was like you, you're pulling up. You're not chumming. You're just <laughs> dropping frozen shrimp down at the... At the um, first AR you can get to, and it's just like every drop. I mean, wow. and you're not necessarily catching those big quality yeah, but fish every drop. But you're catching tog every drop. And, and North Carolina doesn't have any regular. I mean, so you could keep you can keep all you you can can keep, keep all of them. Yeah. I mean, it was it was to the I was trying. It got to the point where I was like eating them a bunch of different ways, <laughs> and it was just every day I was going out and and just catching slaying. Time. Um, I will say the, the best way to eat them I've found is, is ceviche. 100%, really? 100%. I love ceviche and that, it's always good to know good ceviche. Person. Um, d- dude, take it off the skin. Obviously you want to cut against the grain. Um, a little bit of onion, pico, um, cilantro and, um, I do grapefruit and yeah. lemon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Grapefruit's and, great in, in there. And, and, and throw that in the fridge for two hours and then take it out and just,
0: oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, man I usually every summer do quite a bit of ceviche I, don't, yeah, I think yeah I didn't make it once this summer have you tried like the Spanish
1: ceviche
0: I've had Spanish sashimi which is delicious That was that it is it so good? dude I could eat 10 Spanish raw like that it's, it is way better raw than, than, than cooked, cooked than I don't, cooked, like, yeah, it I don't cooked. like it cooked at all um, raw yeah. I mean it tastes like I mean it, it, it's delicious raw the the, fir, the way that just that happened just keeping it cold yeah you cut their gills as soon as you catch them and put them on ice and keep it cold slushy. and cut it and, and ice go slushy. yeah just yep. yeah just ice slushy and um, like you said cut with the grain and cut the skin off of it and man it was good we caught a bunch in Louisiana one time or my, my one of my roommates did he's from Florida he had another guy from Florida and they thought they were a Sarah Mackerel because they yeah. don't really see many Spanish where yeah. he is down there he's right like, which are, are looking
1: good, really good yeah this and so real, they
0: yeah. they killed him and brought them back and I got home they had a bunch of sashimi laid out like it's Sarah Mackerel and they showed me a picture like that's a Spanish Mackerel and it was it was delicious that's all. Awesome. So, I mean, obviously, you can't eat forty Spanish like that. It, it gets a little old, but <laughs> yeah, so maybe no, you could. I have it's a lot of work to eat it. Eat them. I have a,
1: a buddy of mine in, in Saint Augustine um, who actually he's the one that told me to do it. Um, ceviche, really? So, yeah, he he um, he he came. Here. He was visiting locally, and then um, I had him out on the boat and. Out, you know, we caught a few, and and I, I was just like, well, we I normally just chunk them back. They're fun to catch, or, or if you know someone that wants some, but I, yeah. I normally, you know, you, you got a bunch. I got a bunch of sheep's head and stuff, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, he was like, man, you really should try these ceviche. So he took them back, and he did them, did them good, and and ate them with uh just tortilla chips with the so good. Oh, dude, <laughs> I, I was I didn't throw many Spanish bags this year because of that. I, I tried to tell all the clients like, don't take these home the fry them. like. Right, yeah. Take sure. The ceviche. That's yeah. awesome. I, I, man,
0: so many fish are good that way. Redfish and have you uh, have you done redfish? I've done that? redfish that way. Uh, I've done. I've done trout, but I've done flounder ceviche, which is really good. See, I had some. I had some
1: flounder sushi from a local. um Mess so, you up? Yeah, it just it hit me wrong, man. Yeah. What's I don't I don't want to call anybody out but it was <laughs> it was not the uh it was it was just i maybe just i wasn't expecting to have the flounder there and i was like you know that's, that looks very local and yeah. I popped it in and it was just you know,
0: it was not good no not the best um well that's cool man the tog so many people don't even realize we have tog here
1: i've shown i've came back to trails in um so many times with just like a sack i try to just i try to when i do this type of fishing i think we had mentioned it before i, I don't i take a cooler and the coolers for the bait yeah. and then i'll have a live well and i'll try to just to not get too stingy i feel like i just try to make the live well to where i can't put any more fish in the live well yeah. and then like okay we're good yeah um and i've went back and just ripping tog out of the live well and people are like what is that a grouper you know like these are dudes that i see there all the time <laughs> right. fishing but most of the time yeah, like you said, if people normally near shore fish in, in the summertime and stuff like that, and for some reason there's a um, preconceived notion that, oh, it dies out this time of year, you got to run. It gets better. gets much better. Bro. Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we hope. Uh, <laughs> Give him a call and book a trip if you want to see if it gets Yeah, I, I'll let yeah see, see that way. Maybe not.
0: Um, man, that's cool. So w- would you say that you stumble into – all of the, the, let's say, let's just call them nearshore game fish. Crab um, eaters. let's Crab, crab, crab eaters. Yeah. Say, yeah. Would you say you stumbled all the crab eaters on like the same drop? Like you're not like trying to fish the upside of the ledge for the redfish and the downside of the ledge for the tog. Can I, you get that specific?
1: For sure. I don't know if it would be necessarily that specific per one spot. Um, you will definitely, um, especially the black drum, if you're catching black drum, you're probably going to catch redfish too when you're, when you're fishing nearshore. I have... Um, another buddy of mine who makes a uh, who makes a good like near shore jig arrowhead tackle company he's a local guy all right, cool monkey Junction he, he and he gets all crazy with the sparkly paint colors yeah, and yeah. stuff like that but it's I don't know if that matters but it, I like them yeah <laughs> definitely, definitely. and I just put a um, if I if I'm in an area where I'm gonna catch where I think there's redfish if I catch one or two redfish on crab I'll normally start jigging yeah. and I'll take those jigs um, um, and just slow pitch to where you're just like you're you're kind of like jerk, jerk, jerk and then just kind of feed like serving it up to them on a, on a platter just yeah. easing it back down and you can't use too much Procure if you're uh, if you're doing that type of thing especially yeah. the colder it gets I think they're um, less reactive you know just like reaction striking more so like they're smelling Procure yeah. there's a thing that looks like it would be Good something that smells like Procure yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they smack it man so if uh if you're that would say that would be my way of targeting Is that was the slow pitch Jake? Uh, well I'm saying slow oh, jigging. S- oh, I slow see jigging. I see so many people jigging near shore and they're doing the whole like pop 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 like you're targeting flounder you're trying to get that like reaction right I would say more so slow, slow for me. I'm using those Arrowhead. And you can get those Arrowhead, I think, ArrowheadTackle.com, or he's got them locally, too. Yeah. CB Crab actually carries them. Oh, sweet. Right on. <laughs> um, um, I think Island Tackle's carrying them now. Um, I think he's maybe talking with the intercoaster guys. He's, he's just kind of doing this now. But um, it's a big, hunky, near shore jig, man. It's something that's pretty hard to come by. I mean, yeah, you know Yeah. So um, I'm I'm slow jigging the that with a Zeman I'm using the big Zeeman um fluke normally I like the fluke um you can use a swim bait I, th- yeah. I like the I think that like when you're easing it I think a swim bait um when you're jigging quickly or reeling is a good option I think when I'm like doing that thing where I, I basically jig up and then just ease it down to them um I think that little to split tail just, just easing just down i think might does the is the farm. it would get you so you oh know yeah you i would, I would eat it for sure yeah um and that's 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 how i target redfish if i start catching them when the you graph, say big
0: before i forget what is what is big to you for, for rather f- for the
1: for the for that jig you said the big z man i'm sorry seven inch seven inch so, okay. i'm so, using the seven inch yeah. and sometimes even the five inch um and about, about an ounce. You know, you, you can yeah. go too heavy to where it's going to fall like this. Yeah. You want to kind of get perfect where that buoyant Z-Man is going to hold it pretty much parallel. Yeah. And you can kind of play with it beside the boat and see how it's going to fall. Right. And then that's how you ca- kind of want to serve it up to them, kind of like a f- flickering uh, yeah, definitely. Um, bait fish. Um, One it, thing I've, I've learned, I learned this through
0: Elias, um, just because my near shore targeting of crab eating fish or, and, and game fish and whatnot is m- very minimal. But go, like upsizing your bait is huge because it, it gets away from the, the trash fish, yep. and, and it and it still you'll still get the bites from the other fish. And he's he's sending me pictures and videos of like big speckled trout out there on some of the ARs and stuff I've too. I've never Jigging. caught the speckle trout. Yeah.
1: I've I've definitely caught very. I've caught gray trout on 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 swim baits longer than your computer's really. Yeah, <laughs> like just like you can't get there, there's like um, I forget the. He, I think he uses lot, or he has his own. Um, yeah, he's lot, got his own. But um, there's there's one that's a it's a jerk, or it's a fluke style, but it's pre rigged. I think it's meant for like bombing for big snook and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I've used those before, just jigging out there. And you're, I mean, you're using a fluke looking thing that's just like silly looking, like an eel length, yeah. and you're catching twenty five inch gray trout. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I mean, awesome. it's a, it gets pretty. Pretty funny, but I guess back to uh, yeah targeting yeah. with with the with the crab. Um, I I feel like like I said before the, the tar are going to be holding on those ledges more so the numbers of tog. If you're just getting into this and you don't want to be and you're just saying like I want to go near shore, I want to catch some sheep's head, I want to catch some tals, Yeah, I want to I want to do what we're talking about here. I would first start at the big structures. Um, this time of year is when it's just getting good. You yeah. know, it's peep. It's it's getting to the point where that trash fish is moving out. I would um I would I would get you some a variety of baits uh, is what I, I would I would say you can't have. And I've definitely had times, especially as it gets colder, mm-hmm. um that that they'll only eat shrimp. You know, fresh caught or shell on fresh yeah. head on whole shrimp is is kind of what gets the job done with the sheep's head. For some reason, they they have a time where they switch from i like to think maybe that's what they're eating out there is right, shrimp, right. Or maybe they're eating something more like that um and you know doing it that way if, if you want to get specific I, I definitely find the sheep's head on the big structures and sometimes they'll even suspend over top of the big structures um and like i said for the for the black drum and redfish the rubble piles, the yeah, yeah. reef balls, stuff like that is what's going to hold those fish. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Um, is so let's let's do this too. Just for for local listeners, um, you can get your crab at Sea View. Your Seaview live crab. crab, your big unless, fresh unless shrimp. Unless they
1: only have a few of them, then you got you got to leave something. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, your your fresh shrimp. Where where's your best recommendation? If you don't mind me asking, you don't have I to share it.
1: Buy your fresh shrimp from a fish house, man. Yeah. Um, and I think Greenville Loop carries fresh shrimp yeah. all pretty much all winter. Uh, uh-huh. um, Seabue crab, all the pretty much, I think Mott's channel uh-huh. is going to have your fresh shrimp. And it's like, I think some of them do the previously frozen yeah. head on. That's fine. Just not you don't want the cup of cup of shrimp, right, you right, know. Right. Um, I think that's when you take it out, and it's already pink. Oh yeah, it's, already I, pink. <laughs> it's not fresh. I, I do fish that sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's like you're gonna you're gonna get the less quality bites. I think they. I don't know if they can tell or not. Maybe it's in. Maybe maybe I'm more specific than the fish are. But well, I mean that someone that, that fishes a lot is gonna know better than someone that just goes and buys a cup of shrimp and, you know what I mean. Like, I, I think I think. Um, I've for sure seen it pan out inshore with redfish in the wintertime, like fish and docks. I've definitely seen side by side the fresh shrimp get eating more, more than the, the cup of shrimp or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And definitely with the crab, you will not with once a blue crab starts turning, and it gets that really soft, mushy, and it starts smelling. Um, you're not gonna. It's not gonna. You're not gonna get the bite that you're looking for. Maybe a black drum will eat it. Yeah. Just because they're big and stinky anyway. Well, I th- you think about
0: uh, like now that you say that. Like in the wintertime, there'll be a big school of redfish in the area. I'll be fishing it. And I'll see a dead blue crab in the area sometimes. I know you've probably seen this too, for sure. Yeah. And Lord. and it's probably been there. For, it's untouched. You know what I mean. But if you threw a blue crab, a fresh blue uh, you crab, into one a and under, half. Yeah, they would eat. They would it. crush yeah. it. You know. Yeah,
1: I think I think they they know they they know what dinner smells like, and it ain't a stink. Yeah. It ain't a stinky uh, right, right. Um, rotten blue crab. Um, so I think I think fresh bait is is key when you're doing this type of thing. You might still get bites on the on the. Um, on the burnt ones but it, it'll be not the quality yeah. if you're your gonna body. go out there
0: and spend the time doing it why why not
1: put i, I try to the best i try to take the the i try to take the best biggest variety you know you, you, if this i think we mentioned it last time this time of year this type of fishing bait fishing i love because you you can eat your bait like if you go get <laughs> yeah, that's true. if you go get a pound and a half <laughs> of fresh head-on shrimp. And a couple dozen blue crab, and go out and go fishing. If you don't catch any fish, you for sure still have dinner when you home. <laughs> yeah. You're already providing yeah, you're yourself. You're providing something. Unless you're yourself.
0: fishing in the trash fish. Then yeah, like, yeah, it can up, get but. it
1: can get a little. Tra- That's I, I would I I can't say this enough. If you're if you're getting that really machine gun bite, just go fish yeah. somewhere. Like you would be better off. You would be better off finding like even on the big structures. I'll find you'd be better off moving away from that finding you like a little bit of relief somewhere finding you a rubble pile or a natural occurring limestone bottom um and fishing that and for maybe one or two quality bites versus yeah sure that giant barge in the middle of the ocean is going to have some sheep's head on it undeniably yeah um i think being able to get that bite being able to Cause when they start swarming, man, like there's yeah, it's bad. <laughs> the ringtails especially, dude. They'll get all the way up to the boat, man. They'll, you'll like if you're fishing crab for those ringtails, like you'll. I've have I've ha- I have nicks in the side of my boat from clients setting the hook, on a, in sixty feet of water on a on a ringtail that's, two three four feet under <laughs> oh the water, my gosh. and they'll they'll set the hook and just you hear like conk. Yeah, gosh. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. I I would say move away from the trash fish. Find that quality bite. It, yeah. It's it's there. You just gotta fish through it, and then it'll. I've had days when I'll go out there. I'll leave. I'll bust the inlet at seven o'clock, and I'm fishing until ten before I catch the first you know quality fish. And then from then on out, you know you're catching them until you're ready to go home. Yeah, it um, takes some moving around and trying different you, stuff. You, you gotta you gotta be willing to just like anything, man. Yeah. You gotta be willing to you can't. The, you get the, you got to fish where the fish are. You know you yeah. got to fish where yeah. they're gonna eat. You know you can't.
0: Do you find it the same way this time of year as like if you find a school of redfish in a creek to where if you caught them there last week you can probably go back there the next week and catch if them. If you exact find exact same spot? if
1: you find especially the black drum man. Okay. If you find a spot if you find um, and man a lot of times with the black drum you'll you'll get them on the um, on the live bottom and you'll get them there and they'll be you'll you won't be catching them. 30 yards from where your spot is but you'll mark them and they just find a thing they like man and they're just whether they're wintering over and that's more so for the stuff in tight you know yeah, you, your, yeah. your rocks and um a little maybe even ledges inside of the of, the, of most of the ars you know if you find a good school black drum they're going to be there you can go catch Sweet. them Yeah. and 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 as far as the um the sheep's head and and tall tog, i think if you find a spot that's that's productive, um, I believe that spot will be productive throughout the winter, whether or not it's productive every day. Um, and, I, and I think the winds and currents affect it just like um, right. any right. other thing. Maybe less than it would <clears throat> trout in a, in a creek or trout yeah. on, a, on a leeward bank or whatever. Um, a, a little less um, precise with that. But I think these fish are... Are migrating. I think these sheep's head are migrating. I think the the tall are migrating. Maybe not so the black drum and, and slot reds. I believe those are going to be resonant fish. They're pouring out of the Cape Fear River, right. pouring out of our marshes. We talked the other day. You had a, I, I had fish appear when you had fish disappear. So right, right. I think I think that's something to. I mean, every everything's always something to consider. It's linked. It's yeah, all linked. Yeah, I mean, yeah for you, sure.
0: You got to start putting those links together that's what makes you a better fisherman yeah
1: i think the people i think when you think you know it all you 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 don't know anything that's what's so cool about it these doors constantly opening yeah oh man Uh, it's the only way of thinking yeah when you stop trying to link the puzzle together go get a desk job man yeah exactly well man i think i think that's
0: good. god it seems like maybe we need to do some more podcasts about this but
1: Go like I can. You can go for everyone. Everyone has their thing, man. I just would you consider this year geeked out? Oh, dude, I get silly about a sheep's head. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing uh, like. I love sight casting redfish. I I love feeling that thump of a big trout. But there's something about just ripping into a sheep's head and getting dragged. Oh man, dude! And they're they're also. I would say. Maybe not lethargic. Like redfish and other fish that normally will rip drag in the summertime or spring or whatever, get a little bit lethargic this time of year. And I think it's the opposite for sure. Really? Man, they, they like will rip. Thrive, yeah, man, they That's- will rip your arms off trying to get you in that back in that structure, man. For Heck sure. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, guys. Thanks for listening to this podcast.
0: Again, I'm going to link Zane's information in the podcast uh, show notes as well as on, on all the on the description for the YouTube video. Um, we're actually going to uh, pop off of here, but keep recording a little bit uh, of extra content for Patreon. So if y'all do want to continue to hear from from Zane, just hop over there, um, and and it would be much appreciated. But man, thank you so much for for taking the time to do this. And Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. And we'll y'all. This won't be the last y'all see of him, and and we'll see y'all soon later